Welcome to Disconnect. This is going to be a really short episode because we're talking about how to budget and save for your dream machine. So it's the easiest thing ever, right? Is it? Yeah, don't spend money. Eventually you'll have enough, buy it and you're done. Thank you so much. No, 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 no. It's a little more complicated than that, isn't it? Yeah. So let's start with you. How did you save for the Busa? I'd been saving for the Busa, I think, for the last 10 years. I never had the, uh, the, the, this thing, the confidence to say that, okay, shit, I should, okay, just buy the bike now, you know? Mm. It, it was kind of like that. So wait, let me roll that back one second, right? 10 years you saved for the bike. What was it? 15 lakh rupees. 16. 16. Yeah. 16 over 10 lakh rupees is 16 lakhs a year, uh, is 1.6 lakhs, lakhs a year. Yeah. 1.6 a year is how much per month? Wow, 12,000 a month or something like that, right? Yeah. A little less than that, actually. A little more than that. Okay, so yeah. it's, not a ins uh, it's not a stupidly large amount of money that you had to save over a relatively large amount of time to buy the bike totally outright. Yeah. The Marwadi way to do it. No, actually, I didn't. I did take a loan, but I ended up closing the loan fairly quickly. But the point is, yeah, the point is absolutely right. Uh, I think uh, there's this one book, Four Hour Work Week. I don't know mm. if... Uh, Tim Ferriss. Tim Ferriss, yeah. He does that beautifully. He says, list down what you want and list out what it costs, and then just break it out into what it costs every month to get uh, have it, right? And that's it. This is, I said, this is a really short episode. <laughs> <laughs> It'll take you a long time to save up. I mean, 10 years in your case, but it's a yeah. really, really easy thing to do, right? Yeah. Why is it that people think that some of their dreams are too large, right? I understand some of it, right? Mm -hmm. If you're a 21, 22-year-old first job, you're earning 25, 30, 40, 50K a month, mm -hmm. you have some amount of dependencies and responsibilities towards your yeah. family or whatever. And you're like, I really want that 7 lakh, 8 lakh rupee bike. I can imagine that this seems like a very difficult dream to right. achieve. Right. But is it? So I think part of the problem is that, that we treat it as a dream or an indulgence. I think uh, we have to recognize and accept that having the right vehicle in your life can be therapeutic, right? It is soul medicine, right? Once you accept that and you say that this is a need and not a want, it changes everything. Yeah, I think the, the, the fundamental thing about dreams that I have understood is that they are absolutely as essential as air and food. You have to have dreams, otherwise... Are you really human? Hmm. I mean, think about it. Your favorite dog in the world. It lives from meal to meal, hoping for nothing more than a satisfactory meal. Hmm. Right? And if you feed it something that it doesn't like and it's hungry enough, it'll eat it and say, I'm a dog. I mean, what else am I supposed right. to expect? But if you give it a nice big fat bone or something, then it's bonus. At the fundamental level, it is still just food. Yeah. So you can't live at that level. You have to grow beyond and say, the dream is essential, so we have to chase it and we have to do everything that's needed. The second idea in there, which I have told people, and it does seem to open a few eyes, mm. is that because you're 22, you have dependencies and you have a certain amount of money, and perhaps you are looking at somebody else who's a similar age and already has a dream machine, doesn't make the dream impossible. It just makes it harder for you to accept that your dream will arrive later. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. First of all, why are you comparing? Their life's arc is different from your life's arc. So maybe they have a few fortunate breaks mm. and you didn't get those. Mm. But maybe that switch will flip and then in 10 years of the time, you'll be the guy who'll be ahead and he'll be behind. Mm. 
but in either case why are you comparing they have a completely different life cycle right uh, if i compare you to me uh, you have family and you have responsibilities i have parents who refuse to allow them to become my responsibilities mm. so i am responsibility free mm. so whatever i earn uh. large amounts or small amounts is all mine to do with whatever i want and my parents only say beta thoda sambhal ke kharch karna be careful with what you spend on just don't spend it because it's that i have to add in over here on this point because uh, all the bikes that i have bought right have been because of vanita my wife right because i even though i'm giving this advice freely that you should recognize it as a need and you must uh, i can't do it i just can't do it so whether it was the impulse or the duke or even the hayabusa she practically dragged me each time to the showroom and say buy it now right the impulse was gifted by her the duke was also done similarly the hayabusa was also she took me and said sign the loan papers it's enough get it done now right so i think uh, the families can work differently <laughs> in that sense in which case i'm very very fortunate but and i've heard that often from uh, no i think the world of vanita and i think what you've just told me raises her uh what should i say brownie points in my <laughs> eyes by massive amount because i know you're a scaredy cat when it comes to signing up for money right i i it's you'll freely spend on chips and chocolate i'll f- spend on other people also he'll spend on other people also but ask him to spend some money for himself yeah it's tough and it becomes really difficult for karthik and i well everybody has character flaws right so why shouldn't he <laughs> <laughs> i on the other hand i'm very happy to spend on myself although arthi did have a contribution to my motorcycles as well so when i bought my ktm duke 200 and that's important only because for the longest time before that i didn't buy my own bikes i had right. when i came from delhi to start in motoring journalism i had some bikes two mm-hmm. uh, rds and a kb at but when i came here i had nothing and then for the next whatever till from 2000 to 2013 i didn't feel like there was anything on the market that i wanted in my garage mm. whatever there was there was too expensive for me so it was just forget it we'll oh, do it sure. later 2013 ktm 200 duke i had the money and it was arthi who said if you have the money and you want it why aren't you going and doing it because at that point i was in that should i buy it this year or should i wait the next year and get the 319s and then she convinced me saying that if you've been able to save the money for the 200 and that was within some what 7 months of the 200 arriving mm. why wouldn't you be able to save the money for a 390 later so why should you wait nice and we didn't wait so i got the 200 and then literally a year later i sold off that 200 put that mm. money into the 390 i had the rest of the cash ready bought that cash down as well mm. she was also instrumental to the first big bike which was a street triple mm. we were coming back from dialysis and she turns around and says how much have you got in the bike fund because there's always a bike fund right mm. you're always putting money aside and i say about 3 lakh rupees which is come we'll go to the showroom and find out and to me that day was very important because how i approached the purchase of a big machine is now derived from her insight mm. so we went there and the hdfc bank guys were there and they gave us some you know that they have that standard spreadsheet and she basically took it and she didn't look at it and she put it aside and she says this is not how we're going to work yeah. oh wow we can afford 15000 rupees a month as an emi max that's mm. what we can afford mm. now tell me what you will do for us huh. and he's like oh i am going to have to do maths huh. so she's like yeah you do the math we'll wait right we'll wait you fine. represent one of the biggest banks of the country yeah. Yeah. so you do math yeah. it's fine but this is my condition my condition is i'm not arguing the interest rate with you that can happen later i'm not arguing your current schemes and which is the most beneficial one that also we i have a very simple restriction i cannot give you more than 15 grand a month hmm. and i'm refused to take a five year loan hmm So it has to be three or a four-year loan, mm. and it has to be fifteen thousand rupees EMI. Rough. It's not that fifteen thousand rupees is above one rupee, so it will be a problem. No. Mm. So he solved it for us. 
And when he sold it for us, it turned out that, okay, we can do that loan for this, mm, I think it was nine, nine lakh something at that point of time. We can do that loan if I pay three lakh rupees down payment. Oh, so she's like, see, you have three in your account and we can afford the 15,000 rupee EMI. What are we waiting for? Right. That's how the first purchase happened. So when I went back after I sold the street triple off and I went back to get the multistrada, that's what we did. Hmm. I said, okay, now I can afford maybe say a 35,000 rupee EMI. Right. Now tell me what my down payment is. Because sol solving the reverse is much simpler for you to calculate your finances with than to have this sense of, I have three, uh, what EMIs are they offering and where do I fit in? Hmm. Remember, the bank wants your money. So they'd better fit into your lifestyle. So since then, every motorcycle I've purchased, I've always calculated back from what can I afford to pay off in EMIs? Right. What does that mean for my down payment? And then do I have the money? And let's say I don't. Okay, when I bought the Multistrada V4, I didn't. Hmm. So I said, okay, what can I afford? Let's say 40k a month. Hmm. Fair enough. 40k a month solves to, let's say, 12 or 14 lakh rupees. Hmm. I don't remember the exact number. Hmm. But I was trading Ferrochi the 1200 in. The dealer said, okay, maybe I'll be able to do, say, 7.5, 8 lakh rupees. I said, look, not 7.5 or 8. Tell me what the number is. I'm not negotiating with you. I'm assuming you're doing the best you can. Correct. He said, let's call it 8. Hmm. Again, I don't remember the number, but let's call it 8. Hmm. So my gap now is 4 lakh rupees. So if I give you 12 and I take this multi, I can afford the 40,000 rupee EMI. So my big challenge was, do I have four or not? If I have four, I have a V4. Correct. And if I don't have the four, then I wait two months, three months, and then get the V4. Solved. So I think great, great example here. I think this is something I really wanted to uh, highlight about. Now it came about in the Busa's conversation, in the Street Triple's conversation, and the we flipped it over here with the V4, which is to say in the first two cases, the Busa and the Street Triple, you and I, had managed to build that cushion to get what we wanted, right? We had, and in the case of the Street Triple, I would say you had a bit more remaining as well. And I think that is a critical part of making a purchase like this, especially if you're going higher up. I would hate to get one of these vehicles knowing that my budget is actually nine hmm. or whatever. I mean, you know, my down payment I can afford is three, but I'm stretching myself to four, four and a half, money that I've borrowed or something else, right? I would hate to do that. Mm. Because for me, that will take away from the joy of owning that vehicle. Yeah. Because I'll know I have had stretched myself and then that means it's going to have this cascade effect on everything you do with the vehicle, right? Is it parked safe? Do I have money for tires? <laughs> <laughs> when is the service? <laughs> do I have money for fuel? Right? So all those kind of conversations then you know, will start you know, gnawing at the back of your head, right? But see, the do I have money for tires, a conversation the government is going to have with you anyway. Oh, God. Because they've gone and banned most of the tires <laughs> that we need for the bigger bikes anyway. Yeah. So it's, I mean, that one conversation is not avoidable, but you're absolutely spot on. It should not feel like a stretch because it will destroy your enjoyment of the machine. So I'd rather that you got there stretching a little bit, but being comfortable with the stretch rather than overstretching and getting the motorcycle too early. I've done that too. Oh yeah. Oh, so back yeah. in the early days when I got my CV750, I couldn't afford right. it. Right. And like I keep telling people, I couldn't eat for two days a week. Uh -huh. And I just couldn't. Uh -huh. The straw that broke the camel's back was that turns out that I bought a motorcycle that I could afford rather than the one that I wanted. And then the equation just didn't work. It didn't make any sense that I didn't really enjoy that motorcycle. Uh -huh. I couldn't really afford the upkeep, the basic that it needed because it was a really old Honda and it needed a few things. I couldn't afford those either. Mm. It needed new tires. I couldn't afford those either. Right. Experience just got worse. Right. 
and then I couldn't eat, which was very frustrating. And there was this EMI to pay off every month. And the, but I think nine months later, I was like, so this is a hole. And so, I've got to stop digging, right? So the EMI was for dissatisfaction. <laughs> yeah, so nine months later, I took a hit on that bike, but I got rid of it. I got rid of the loan and I said never again. But that's what I unfortunately did with the street triple again. It was not a bike I wanted. It was the closest to what I could afford at that point of time. Mm -hmm. And full points to Aarti for making me do it. Hmm. Because that 13,000 kilometers that I put on that motorcycle, it's not like I didn't have fun with it. Hmm. But I slowly started to gravitate back to my 390 Duke as a more satisfying machine to ride every day. Mm -hmm. At which point, the fact that I immediately got rid of the Street Triple once I had that realization, to me, saved me more emotion in the long run mm -hmm. than it cost me money in terms of having to settle the loan only, getting rid of mm -hmm. the bike and whatever penalties come with it and selling it used, having bought it new, mm -hmm. etc. I mean, from that perspective, I really desperately wanted the Multistrada 1200. Mm -hmm. And then it did all of those things that I dreamt it would do. And it made paying for its tires and service and Desmo service and all of this, it made it so much easier. And just because I word, brought up the word Desmo, some people asked last time, what is this Desmo? So Ducati has Desmodromic valves and they require a slightly more complicated major service. Valve clearance is quite normal, but on a Desmo, it is a little bit more complicated. So Ducati has a large service called Desmo, which is typically quite a bit more expensive than normal. So it's something to keep in mind if you're trying to buy a Ducati. Check the service intervals, they range between 20 and 30 for most of these. The Multistrada V4 is an exception, 60. But that's why that is such a big event because it costs two and Which a half to four times. Which doesn't have desmodromic walls now. Yeah, but it's still called desmo service, yeah. <laughs> but uh, they cost two and a half to four times as much as a normal service, which is why it's a little bit of a challenge. Just an aside, just to get uh, that technical explanation out of the way. Okay. I'm going to actually hold on over there because I want to talk about the CV750. That's okay. a very interesting example because it's an aspirational product. Um, you bought it at a time when uh, big bikes weren't common, right? And uh, it was like a, hey, I want to live the big bike dream. And which is a fairly common conversation when it comes to cars, when people are looking to buy premium cars and they're buying them used and they're like, you know what? I'm getting this E-Class or a 5 Series, or a 7 Series, or a S-Class, and it's only 25 lakhs, right? And they are so enamored with the idea of having that, you know, unobtainium, right, in their garages now, here, and the car may be 5, 6 years old, so it's not all that old, right? And it's all the joy of owning a premium luxury brand in that sense is in place. But the thing that they forget is what you learn the hard way, that eventually to own, it is still that crore rupee car or an 80 lakh rupee car, right? Yeah. And that is something that you have to factor in mm. to your ownership. Like you have to budget not just for buying, but to keep it running as well, yeah. right? We spoke about tires for motorcycles with these cars. Service, if you're going to an authorized service center, it's not going to be cheap, right? You have to factor that in. So when you're buying a car and especially luxury cars, when you buy them new and they'll be much more expensive, but there's a lot more peace of mind attached to mm. that. So when people, uh, you're thinking about luxury, I think you have to make that uh, distinction. Uh, there's a certain comfort in buying new. When you buy used, you have to have that certain mindset. I think the mindset is required. It is far more uh, demanding with cars, I feel, because everybody buys them thinking they're the epitome of uh, engineering and design and the latest and greatest. But the point is that they are also machines and they're also sensitive to our conditions. Mm -hmm. So when things go wrong, yeah, it's going to take time, effort, which is money. And it's not just true for cars. Uh, if you think about it, not all motorcycle service, especially in the premium segment, 
has similar pricing to each other right right uh, if you say affordable big bike most people will say kawasaki mm. and their prices are quite low mm. generally good prices yeah. yeah now you go get them serviced yeah and so when you said kawasaki and good price i'm like what were you talking about and then i realized you're talking about uh the sticker price right the sticker huh. prices are very very affordable right you bought 15 16 lakh rupees you get a zx10 whereas every other liter class machine i think is 22 plus some of them hit 30 zx10 is incredible right yeah. uh till 2015 16 they were actually very nice motorcycles to own generally you could ride them everywhere they did everything and then they became more and more track focused and today i don't think it's a great liter class machine to own whereas the double r for example the bmw double r has become the opposite uh-huh. it's so easy to do anything with it and it's very effective at a race track right. whereas earlier i think they were more track focused and now but bmws at 30 odd lakh rupees and kawasaki's at 16 odd lakh rupees cost roughly the same to service so they are not very different from each other this is also harder for customers to do because this data is requires you to have thought it through then go to the dealer and sit with him saying no you tell me what the service is going to cost yeah. right i remember somebody posting uh, i think it's sports tourer that's the guy who does the oil tests and all that is a very very cute channel oh yeah yeah nice. he's basically saying i have a rtr 200 and i think he has a car and he'll take oil yeah. and he'll use it and then he'll send it for lab testing new and used yeah. and then he'll say see how the oil has deteriorated and all that's a interesting channel to oh, watch oh lovely yeah it's completely different from the usual automotive content and he has his own perspective and stuff is very yeah. cute yeah. he i think got his uh, 310 i'm forgetting r or the gs service or a friends or whatever that bill was bigger than your hayabusa service bill right and i was like yeah i'm i was aware that it is expensive yeah. but how expensive is a very critical part of what's going to happen next remember in the previous podcast and the previous podcast both i said vfm ends the day you've got it right after that the life with it starts and life is a long term calculation and i did the math i told you this Three episodes ago, where I said one lakh a year. Hmm. Keep it aside if you want a big premium bike. Correct. I'm sure there is a number like this for cars, which covers most cars. It'll right. be whatever, maybe say three three times this amount. I don't know. The BMW 310s approach that apart from expenses like tires and insurance, which are still because they are cheaper, hmm. are cheaper. But seven thousand rupees for a service. Hmm. That's what you pay roughly for a Hayabusa, right? Yeah. Some of the Hondas are cheaper than this. Yeah. So if you sit with the dealer and figure out what stuff will cost. and to me just do basics what are you going to consume regularly you're going to consume tires regularly for which you don't need the dealer you can get the cost of the market guys a uh, small uh, interjection here from my side because this is a mistake that i make you know i feel uh, like even when i went to buy the busa i was so awed by the entire idea of buying a big bike that i walked into the dealership in awe of you know hey this is the place that's going to give me my busa and stuff like that when you go into a dealership to make a purchase like this you own the place you have to think like that you have every right to ask for all the information that you need to make that purchase decision so asking for these prices you might find it awkward or think maybe you know we'll figure it out don't ask for it up front yeah buy with your heart but bring your mind to the dealership with you <laughs> right because uh, what are you going to pay regularly for you're going to pay for oil filters regularly air filters regularly oil regularly tires regularly battery every 2 or 3 years this is known if you can let's say you have a list of five machines and you just get these five part costs you get what a first service will cost and what a regular service cost what a major service will cost 
this table of what seven or nine costs will give you a perspective on what your expenses for this machine are likely to be in regular use assuming no major mechanical issues and most of the big bikes hardly ever have mechanical issues because in our environment it's very difficult to strain them to a level where you have major issues very early on before your warranty runs out mm. in this phase your insurance also is usually zero depreciation so it's not even like if you crash it you're going to spend a lot of money so you're pretty secure for the first 3 or 4 years while your warranty and zero depa both running in this event your only expenses are these 5 or 10 things. get a list of these things and you'll immediately figure out that some manufacturers will give you a high price but very low service cost suzuki and honda are exceptionally good at this other manufacturers will give you a reasonable cost but a high service cost kawasaki sort of like that some machines in some stables will surprise you like the multi is one of the cheapest ducatis to own whereas the 959s are some of the most expensive ducatis to own because the monocoque system that they use to mount everything to the engine makes everything more complicated right figure this stuff out and it's important because not only is it your dream we know that you're stretching to achieve this dream and you're so close to the edge of the envelope that it doesn't take a lot to completely destroy that experience Right. and i can understand that it was destroyed by something that happened that you didn't anticipate like a big crash but being destroyed by the fact that you didn't ask the right questions in the dealership that is preventable and therefore fixable the worst kind of mistake yeah. in that sense so uh, on that front i think coming to i mean you know when you're talking about cars invariably you're looking at i think today if you look at anybody who's looking to buy a car is easily spending about 10 lakh rupees right 10 lakhs is significant sum right yeah. and i think the same thing about not thinking things through is a very tricky thing right and i've seen people just ruin their car ownership experience because they have gone and bought a car that they really could not afford and then after that it was about where did i park my car oh i'm going to get a scratch oh it's in the sun oh my god i needed uh, i can't reverse properly because it's too tight and it's like they're fretting over it and that is just a disaster in my books yeah like there's absolutely no point in doing that so my rough math for this is that if you have 10 lakh rupees to spend comfortably if you can spend 10 lakh rupees spend it yeah keep that 2 lakh aside mm. okay if, if 10 is comfortable comfortable for you make sure you have zero debt yeah right stop fretting about the vehicle you're supposed to enjoy it that is why you're getting that vehicle right so doing this the stretching business and pushing yourself and thinking that now I'll it will be satisfied and the worst thing is then when you end up seeing cars which are high end cars and they look like i don't know like a localized apocalypse happened around them oh my god i've seen some disasters they just look like they were brought out of a trash heap or something Mm. I mean somebody obviously had the aspiration but after that no means to maintain it mm. and that's not fair to the vehicle yeah I don't I, don't, I think that's completely we unfair we should start a society for prevention of cruelty to automobiles yeah. SPC no SPCA is taken <laughs> <laughs> it fits i think that's no, but, you know the other side of this fretting thing i've seen the other side also so when i started riding at the race track with anand and josh uh, and i look up to both because they're very very uh advanced motorcyclists not only in how they ride but in how they think about motorcycling right so anand had this r6 at this point of time and anybody would walk up to anand on the track they say can i take your r6 mm. for a ride and he just said go mm. and after a while it began to get to me right because right. Right. i was like are you serious like that guy is wobbling around in level 1 mm. mm-hmm. like he's not even the best student we have right. in the school this time and you just going to go 
He said, Shumi, if he doesn't discover the experience, right. how will he know what he's aspiring to? So we have yeah. to give him a little bit of help. And he's a good man. We've known him. We've worked with him for two, two days now. Right. We know he's not a fool. So he's not going to crash it. He's going to scare himself here and there and come back. <laughs> if he crashes, it'll be a happen chance. It's not because he intentionally did something stupid. Mm. It's a chance I'm willing to take. It's right. a bike. It'll fall. We'll fix it. Yeah. There were two insights in there that I believe to this day. One is it can be fixed. It's a machine. It's not like a human being. Right? If you lose your arm today, technology has not reached the point where they'll give you a new one. Hmm. That will also happen. And at that point, the value of your own physical arm will probably reduce a little bit. You'll worry about it less. But if you have been able to get your dream done, I think it is important for you to have the confidence to share it with other people. So in overdrive, when I bought the multi, I made sure everybody rode that bike. Right. When I got this KTM and it was fully tuned up the first time with the suspension and everything, it was just singing and it was such a fast KTM. It was so thrilling to ride that I was scared of it. Yeah. And even then when Rishabh, Abhay, everybody asked saying, can we ride the bike? Yes, yes, please go have fun with this bike. Uh. And the idea was, I must ensure that you have a reason to continue to dream. That's my contribution to your dream. Right. I don't have to do more than this. I don't have to contribute to your fun. Mm. But can I show you how happy I am that I did my dream? And can you take something away from it that makes your dream more powerful? Saying, if he's so happy, this is worth aspiring to because then I will be this kind of happy. Right. And then he shares it with somebody else. You know, I've got to tell you this. It happened just this uh, Sunday, uh, Saturday. So I was out uh, meeting some friends for chai. And I'd gone on the busa. The busa was parked. And sometime later, this guy comes. He's on a 10R. And he comes and he parks next to the busa. And uh, he's with a bunch of friends. They come and sit on the table next to us. And I just, I mean, I'm just chatting with my friends, so I wasn't paying attention so much, but I didn't notice the bike come in and that they've come. And that there was one kid, like kid in the sense that he must be 15, 16, something of that sort. He sees the 10R come in and the 10R is an exhaust. And he's like, whoa, you know, and he goes up to the guy and he says, you know, um, can you fire it up once? I want to listen. I want, I want to hear the exhaust. That guy doesn't bat an eyelid. He turns around and he holds up the key. Says, take it, do what you want. And the kid is baffled. So he's like, uh, no, no, you do it. He's like, Ari, do it, don't worry. And at this point, my full attention was at that table, right? And so the kid insisted that, no, I can't do it. So he went, he started it up. The, uh, the boy was standing next to the bike. He revved it a bit and done. And he was thrilled. He thanked that guy and he left. And much later, it just so happened, we started talking. And I, I told him, I thought what you did was fantastic. And you know what he said? He said, I used to be that kid. Mm. Right? And I was just so touched by that. Like, you know, there are, I mean, there are people who are doing this. Mm. And that's incredible. That kid will never forget that. No, uh, never. That night. And I think that's important to. Yeah, because I think you pay it forward, right? Yeah. So somebody somewhere along the way helped you unlock the idea that this dream was worth chasing, yeah. worth pursuing. And all of us have put a lot of work into our dreams. Yeah. You didn't buy that Busa easily, neither have I bought any of my motorcycles easily. We've all given up stuff along the way. And the sacrifices you make towards your dream make the dream that much more powerful for you. Yeah. If it was easy, what was the point? Right. Like imagine if I was, my net worth was 50 times what it was today. Would I value that? Multistrada V4 so much. Yes, you would. So much. 
because i'd just be able to replace it every year right oh there's a pike speak okay let's get a pike speak and then oh. you ride it for 6 months eh? oh now i'm done with the pike speak what's Next. new on the market oh double r let's get a yeah. double r why not because right. today now i mean i'm worth 50 times means the money is no longer a challenge i'll buy whatever the hell i want right the power of the dream is that no i can't do it hmm. i have stretched and worked and sacrificed and saved and skimped it to get so to the point where i can have that bike yeah that bike is also important the stretch is also important the journey is also important the fact that i have it sits on top of that foundation yeah. of so much craving and desire it's important i think right from that perspective if you think about it when we realize how much we put in and you help somebody's dream a little bit by doing what i want to take a selfie on your bike who do you say no to it's the guy who does it casually you'll always say no to that guy there was one guy i think we were in malshej hmm. and he came to rohit paradkar and rohit had the 650 uh, ninja, ninja and it was the brightest greenest thing yeah. on malshej including the vegetation that day right and he comes and say pose do kya we didn't even understand what he meant first and then what he really meant was that he wanted to sit on the bike and take a picture of himself that what he meant by pose do kya hmm. no hmm. casual too casual for all like Mm. But if somebody else in comments say I really love your bike, mm. would you mind if I take a photo with it? Right. Your immediate reaction is not a no. It's a are you going to sit on it? Okay, then let me hold the bike for you. Mm. Or ideally don't sit on the bike. It's in a precarious place. Just stand mm. next to it and take a photograph. Right. So there are lots of people who have taken pictures on the Ducati, sat on the Ducati and taken pictures and it's fine. Mm. But there is a specific kind of person who will walk up and say a specific kind of thing that ticks you off and say hey, sets the antennas buzzing. <clears throat> yeah. Apart from that though, come ride if i know you well enough yeah. i like at the race track i have no compunctions please take the bike and go have a spin i don't have any uh, supercars but if i did i'd do the same yeah. i think that's that's part of the game yeah on a bike unfortunately you can't really put a guy on behind you go around the race track and give them that experience yeah on the street yes having a pillion on does give them perspective yeah. and again if you're going to give somebody a perspective on a pillion please don't go kill the motorcycle with the throttle and scare the life out of them give them the sense of how much is in reserve rather than what it is able to do it's a much more powerful much more subtle and much more attractive experience than having somebody just scared i did this one uh arthi's cousin is a pilot he was in juhu with me and the ktm had just come and i was like this is such a powerful machine and he says okay let's go for a ride so full gear all it sat down and i opened the throttle closed the throttle and opened the throttle again and it nearly flew off the back obviously never wanted to see that ktm again right <laughs> I, in trying to impress him about the ktm i just scared him off yeah. many years later i had to leave the ducati at his house yeah. because i was in transit and the ducati would be there for a week and he said can i ride it while it's there yeah mm. you can mm. i mean his wife would have objected more volubly than me to the <laughs> fact that he wanted to ride a motorcycle and he, he's not going on a tour he's just around the neighborhood just getting a sense of it and that one week of peacefully riding that motorcycle around he's just this is so easy and in his head he's a harley guy a cruiser type of guy and he said no there are other bikes that can do that kind of yeah. nice speeds just that little unlock i think is such a powerful tool but that brings us to the question of saying how do you formulate the dream what do you aspire for okay on this note we've spoken about super bikes and big bikes how would how would you advise somebody to chase the dream of uh, gt3 rs oh god 
Why do you have to bring up the GT3? I mean, <laughs> because that will make you think. To I me, it's the GT2, right? <laughs> Sorry, GT2. Yeah, yeah, for me, it's the GT2. Uh, like the GT2 is the most motorcycle car I've ever, I ever had the pleasure of driving. It's just incredible. And if I had four crores to spare, I'm telling you, it would be right outside the studio right now. I just have it. How do you work towards that? The honest answer, <clears throat> and this is something I've never spoken about. The honest answer is the only reason I don't drive cars is because I cannot believe I'll ever have the money to afford the cars I want. Yeah. So in 2000, when I joined the business and Bijoy asked me, saying, do you want to do cars or motorcycles? I very consciously chose motorcycles, not only because I had already a massive affinity towards them, but I was very, very pragmatic about the idea that I will never be able to afford a big supercar. Uh, it's not how I work. It's not what I aspire to do. And the amount of effort I would have to put into making that kind of money, I don't want to do it. I'd just rather be riding a motorcycle instead. So the idea of me riding motorcycles for a living comes directly from a place of I like them. I can do this for the rest of my life. And I cannot afford the cars I want. Uh, so is the GT2 RS something that I want to aspire to? Yes. Uh, is it part of my dream set? No, it's not. I'll never have four crores to spend on a car as far as I can tell. However... If I was in that zone, I would still use the same mathematics I use today. Which is, how much EMI can I afford? <laughs> what does my down payment have to be? I'll be the first guy to come to a Porsche showroom and say, no, no, I don't want any of the options, bro. Just give me like a basic car with nothing in it. No, no, I don't even want the clock on the front. I don't even want that, right? It's got two seats, so why, why isn't it less expensive than the other one with the four seats? Right? And figure out the mathematics of what it would cost to keep. I mean, if I have to save a lakh of rupees per bike that I own, that's 3 lakh rupees set aside already. Does that become 30 lakh rupees a year because I need 27 aside for the GT2 RS or not? And it's that large an amount because GT2 RS is like the creme de la creme of the 911. Yeah, the 718 that we had just now was one and a half crores. Right. Ex-showroom. Yeah, yeah, so four crores is the last time I drove it. I'm sure it's much, it's more, more, much more than yeah. that. And if I could have a GT2 RS, I'd want to drive it everywhere, which scares. Even if I think about it, it scares me, right? So the, exactly. Now, when you're talking about a car that costs four crores, I think somebody who's buying a car worth four crores must have at least eight crores to spare. Yeah. Right? Because then you're, because to use it flippantly, you know, yeah. as it's meant to be used, I would say, it should be that kind of comfort. You're not worrying about scraping the underbelly or a couple of rims getting busted because you're having a drive or, uh, you know, out of the track, you know, using the tires the way they're meant to be, right? And then transporting it to the track as well. So I think all those things take the scale up dramatically when you're talking yeah. about supercars and uh, the really high-end vehicles. That's okay. Yeah, I think this one we'll have but to... I, but I don't think it's not doable, right? Yeah. I still think that if you think it is important enough, then you will find a way. Right. What you have to give up is the idea that I will have the dream, the money, and now, yeah. simultaneously. All three cannot happen. Hmm. Right? So, did I not want a big bike in the year 2000 when I joined? I did. But I got my first one in 2016. It took me 16 years to work up the courage and the money to be able to go and say, okay, I want one. Hmm. Have I not been able to afford a big bike since then? I have managed. But do I take annual holidays like most people do? I don't. Do I take leaves like most people do? I don't. Do I eat out a lot? I don't. And I don't do these unconsciously. I do these consciously knowing that this is money that is going to be spent on a tour with one of my machines or going into the bike fund. Oh, you know what is a great way to make a bike fund? Tell me. Everybody has EMIs, right? Everybody has EMIs. 
ओवर पे योर ई एम आई इज़ बाई यूजिंग अ सेकेंड अकाउंट आई गिव इन एग्जाम्पल माई सैलरी अकाउंट इज माई अकाउंट नंबर वन माई ई एम आई इज गो फ्रॉम अकाउंट नंबर टू सो आई एवरी मंथ आई हैव एन ऑटोमेटिक ट्रांसफर ऑफ सम अमाउंट ऑफ मनी दट गोज टू अकाउंट नंबर टू फॉर माई ई एम आई आई ओवर पे अकाउंट नंबर टू एवरी मंथ ओके एंड आई डोंट कीप दैट इन माइंड आई डोंट रिमेंबर फॉर एग्जाम्पल लेट से माई ई एम आई इज फोर्टी के आई साइड आई ट्रांसफर सिक्सटी फाइव इंटू दैट अकाउंट इफ आई कैन इट्स नॉट अ मैटर ऑफ वॉट द डेल्टा इज इट्स अ मैटर ऑफ देर इज अ डेल्टा बट आई नेवर रिमेंबर दैट आई एम ओवर पेइंग फिफ्टीन के टू दैट अकाउंट सो यू फोगेट अबाउट इट बट यू बीन पेइंग फिफ्टीन थाउजेंड रुपीज एवरी मंथ एक्स्ट्रा इन टू दैट अकाउंट प्लस इंटरेस्ट एंड ऑल ऑफ दैट इज अक्यूमुलेटिंग स्लोली राइट इट्स अवर्सिव एंड देन इट टेक्स यू लेट्स ए थ्री इयर्स टू डिसाइड सिंग आई वॉन्ट टू बाय बाइक नाउ आई डोंट हैव द मनी वेर इज द मनी देन यू लुक एट अकाउंट नंबर टू इट्स गॉट फिफ्टीन थाउजेंड रुपीज इन टू थर्टी सिक्स मंथ सेव्ड वे यू गॉट फोर लैक रुपीज out of nowhere with no effort from you because you automated the bike fund going away from you and if you're really really lucky and you know early on that your dream is that big deal i mean that big dream you can start early start saving early i think there's nothing better than that that's the biggest thing right we don't have age on our side for these kind of things anymore right yeah. i realized this when i was taking my house loan for the pune house that the one that i got and they said no no you can't apply for a 20 year old uh, 20 year loan because you have only 15 years of service left huh. <laughs> what <laughs> so whatever emi calculations had done based on the emi calculator they are putting in all the numbers suddenly <laughs> didn't work because they said no no you can't get a 20 year old loan you're uh. you're an employee uh. you're a salaried employee you have 15 years left like holy just changes your picture completely right so if you're 20 to 23 you have 25 odd years before you can get your super car your bike is much easier it's a much smaller amount of money calculate the money out and i promise you it will not be unreasonable you'll just start at a very small savings amount and that amount slowly increases over time as your salary grows you have to just remember that every time you get an increment doesn't mean i can take a longer holiday it means i can put more into account number 2 as it were right and i'm telling you that account number 2 has come to my rescue so many motorcycles okay we had a house emi when we bought the street triple Where did those bike fund ka three lakh rupees show up from? Account number two. Then I needed, I think, four lakh rupees or something to pay for the multistrada. Where did that come from? Account number two. It's always been account number two that's been driving it. So what Shumi is saying is, take some money and make it disappear, so you can't get your hands on it. Yeah. Right. Keep parking away regularly, and one day, surprise yourself. You have the money. Yeah. You have to remember to forget the extra that you pay every month and not draw on it. and for the big dreamers i would say that you know abstain don't give in if you can uh, if you know what you want and it's big chase it it's going to take some time the interesting story here is about rohit only you spoke about rohit uh, this is like an urban legend thing almost it's it's hilarious in that sense uh, so this would be somewhere on 99 or when when did the charisma come out right yeah around uh, 2001 around 2000, that time 2000 2001, yeah. 2001 right so <coughs> when he was getting the charisma his dad told him you know it's it's a 2 lakh rupee vehicle why don't you invest this money right <laughs> this is hilarious okay so is that that advised him you know invest uh, let's invest this in shares or something you know instead of spending on this indulgence you have other motorcycles no no he wanted the bike and i would have done the same Now his dad would have invested two lakh rupees in two thousand two thousand one in Aisha. 
which in 2022 i am fairly certain would have got him a few porsches yeah <laughs> a few porsches and not just one yeah. so i mean that could be a hit or miss but the point is if you want to there are ways for it to happen just re- recognize that you want something and if if it is big normal budgeting might not work you'll have to actively work towards yeah. uh, getting so, it i want to close this off by giving you two pieces of advice that i hold very dear to me first is yes you'll have stepping stones on the way to your dream but every stepping stone also takes a little bit away of what you would have saved towards your dream so be careful how you choose those stepping stones i know two people one of them in the business one of them recently left our business and joined a manufacturer who have a slew of small motorcycles hmm they are as passionate motorcyclists as us and they both have big bike dreams just like us and i think one of the reasons why they can't have their big bike already is because they've taken too much money out of their savings for small machines right so you want to have a fleet of 150s knock yourself out mm. that's what's preventing your hayabusa from arriving mm. you know exactly what i'm talking about now i'm looking <laughs> at him right now <laughs> and the second idea is choose your dream with your heart but pay with your head when you walk into the showroom your dream is almost there the excitement should start once the bike is being delivered to you before that is a time to be very 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 conscious of what's happening in the showroom where can you save money because you've stretched you've saved and you put in a lot of effort to get there right the dakar guys we like to say have worked a year to be able to race that race you worked 15 years 10 years 8 years to save the money to get to that showroom and say i want to buy that bike and now i can afford it that's not the time to lose your head you've already lost your heart you lost your heart 8 years ago and that's done mm-hmm. right now is the time to keep your head get all the mathematics sorted understand what's going to happen so that you know that from tomorrow when they deliver the bike or the car your happy married life as it were with the vehicle can start with no interruptions mm-hmm. what is your point what are you going to what do you want to leave them with i i think uh, i'm going to be granular on this it's a little bit boring but i like boring in these fronts similar in that sense but dot the i's cross the t's don't leave anything unaccounted right i think if you want accessories factor that in if you are particular about how you maintain your vehicle if there are service packages on offer and especially again on high end cars there are fantastic services pack service packages now available bumper to bumper three year coverages five year coverages get them there's no two ways about it account for it and then get them absolutely do not get the vehicle without that because that is going to make such a huge difference in your ownership experience today in fact i don't know if you know but even for second hand used cars you get insurances which take care of the vehicle uh, in terms of maintenance and uh, idel idelweiss is i think a name i remember mm, one Edelweiss of my friends uh, just bought a used ml and he, he opted for that and so that effectively meant on a used premium car purchase hmm. he had a new car experience in the sense that they came they inspected it they signed it off saying that this car is okay by us and our insurance is valid hmm. so he had a new car experience with a car that was 7 seven something years nice. old so i think dot those eyes cross those t's hmm. 100% because once this process is done once the car comes in the bike comes in that's when you want to start enjoying yeah right then leave nothing to chance in that yeah. sense and uh, just to add to that you don't need the accessories to drive or ride they can come later it's okay 
right? So don't say that I'll buy the bike when I have another four lakh rupees to buy the accessories for it. No, you don't need it. You can start driving now, and you can buy one accessory at a time and figure out whether you need it. I've done that for all of my vehicles. Hmm. I have accessorized my bikes with nothing on day one. And okay, have, let's talk about this accessories. Let's do this. Most people forget that your vehicle as stock is drivable, is rideable. It can do everything. <laughs> you don't need anything. Yeah. Second, if you're buying a premium vehicle, it assumes it's a powerful vehicle. So adding 10% more BHP by adding an exhaust, I mean, who are you kidding? Right? right? Remember what Motojitsu said, right? He said, you think you're an eight on the riders and drivers <laughs> scale, but you actually are in a two. And it's the gap that causes the crashes. Yeah. So first of all, budget for accessories if you must, but it's not critical to the purchase. Second, I find it a lot more satisfying to add accessories as time goes because that evolves my motorcycle and it molds it to my taste a little bit more. But I've seen people like when they're buying a vehicle, it's like the first thing they do is I want to change this, I want to change that and that suspension and uh, the levers or the, you know, the in cars is spin protection film and uh, sunshades and God knows what not. It, it just goes on infotainment systems. and I don't get that. Are these British people buying kit cars? Or these are people buying regular cars from regular showrooms? <laughs> even cars and bikes, even in bikes, I've like experienced it so many times. Like, I'm like, don't you want to use the vehicle first and realize and discover what it needs rather than presume that it needs 10 things? It doesn't. It just doesn't. You know what you should be modifying first? It's such a great quote. <laughs> Modify the odometer. <laughs> Let the miles roll. Huh? Let the vehicle tell you what it's not able to do well, and then you can fix those things, mm. right? The KTM behind you is very stock, but in some ways it's very far from stock. Right. But I didn't buy it and said, okay, as a tester, mm. I'm, a, I'm a road tester, I tested that thing. It's not like I said, okay, I know what 10 things are wrong with it, let's fix all 10. No, it's fine. Mm. I'll put the first 8,000 kilometers and see where it is. Mm. And then it said, okay, we need this, we need that. Turns out everybody complained about the seat. It's the best seat I own. It's mm. better than all of my other seats. Mm which in the suspension eventually because I thought there would be a significant gain in my ability to use the motorcycle from suspension. And even then we didn't change the front and the rear simultaneously, which is 40,000 bucks. Mm. No, we'll do the rear, we'll set up the rear. Now the rear is really working. Working so well that it's making the front look good first, mm. not bad. Mm. Then we said, okay, will the front get better if I change something? And Anand said, yeah, just do preload. Mm. So we spent a minimal amount of money adding a preload adjuster to the front, massive gain. Small things. But the bike told me there would be an improvement. Right. The second thing I've really discovered is don't change it on day one because you lose the opportunity to change it later. Right. Especially if you're going to hold on to vehicles for a long time. 55,000 kilometers on the second multi, on the first Multistrada 1200, right? 28,000 kilometers and you know inside out of what that bike is able to do. Hmm. So you change a sprocket. Boom, new bike. Right. 12,000 kilometers later, you know what that bike is going to do at an ECU. Boom, new bike. I could have done that one and a half lakh rupees of work on day one. Then you get one Ducati for 55,000 kilometers. You spread that one and a half lakh rupees out over three or four years, over tens of thousands of kilometers, you get three new motorcycles out of it. Tell me that this is not the better way to do it. I'm, I'm with you 100%. Right? Yeah. So don't modify it because everybody is modifying it. Okay, if tomorrow they start jumping into a well, should you be following them in, right? Stop it. Ride your bike. Put miles on it. Take time with it. Let the bike tell you what it needs. Yeah. Listen. Tune in. And then spend money. And guys with cars, I think, by and large, what you're getting out of the showroom is 
fantastic. Uh, there's very few things that you really need to spend on. I think in some cases, I would say tires are a must-have straight out. Factor those in to your expenses. Because sometimes like high-performance cars, we've seen that tires are not so great. And that really masks the experience. But by and large today, I think sound system, that's it. I think you're done. Yeah. So, and sound system is not the exhaust. It's the thing inside the car. No exhaust. Yeah, full stop. Yeah, so accessories covered. That's we, it. I think that's all there is to it. Chase it. Work towards it. Don't forget to do the mathematics. Remember that you lost your heart at the beginning of the process. So keep your mind till the end of the process. And on the day it comes home, you should know that everything is in its place. And all that's left is to put fuel and go. Home. That's it. That's all for us. Disconnect. <laughs>